Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings Kane Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have uh, um, Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host uh, of the Huddle. Coach, got- yes, all right. <laughs> First touchdown of the year. <laughs> Bobby Hurricane, yeah, you know the name. Already, it's Mercy. <laughs> it's a six red cane show. Can't forget the name, though. Got jazz, blue vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange or green. You see the six red champs, it's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond a hundred yards of hurricane, that's never still put a damage to your What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another special Six Rings Cane Show. And if our, our, our guy Matt is here, you know we're talking hoops, Matt. Man, I'm just like I'm giddy. Doesn't feel real, but uh, what what are your? Uh, I guess before we get into that, shout out to the ladies as well. Also in the Elite Eight, unbelievable from them beat Villanova yesterday. But obviously, Matt's our uh, men's hoops expert here, so we're gonna spend time on that. But Matt, what are you just like? I mean, you you messaged me in the middle of the afternoon yesterday and said you watched three of Houston's games and you feel very confident. And then you ended that with, we'll be talking tomorrow. <laughs> and here we are. So Let me tell the you. Floor, the floor is yours. What did Vish, you see that came to fruition? Because obviously it did. Vish, let me tell you, man. Uh, it is 6.30 in the morning, but I'm not usually a morning person, but your boy is ready to talk. Super stoked about uh, the performance yesterday. But no, man, I... Like when I messaged you yesterday, because yeah, that's that's funny you say that because I was like, I'll talk to you, talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you called it. You um, called it. Um, I it was just the, you know, obviously we talked about Houston being a mid-major program, right? Essentially, even though they are, you know, they've been a powerhouse in basketball, but I I kind of watched some of their games. Well, I watched their game against uh, Alabama again, and then I watched uh, their their few games with Memphis. And I really liked what uh, Memphis's uh, guard Kendrick Davis was able to do against them. And I was just like, we have so many guys that can create their own. You know, Houston's a phenomenal defensive team, but I was like, I, I just don't think that they've seen, you know, guys that can create at this level. Um, and you you combine that with how we've been playing defense. 
Like it to me, it, it was just it was more about we're going to take them out of their game, which is what you know we do to these elite teams. Um, you know, like what we did against Auburn last year. Um, you could even say what we did against Indiana uh, in the last round as well. Um, and I mean, it just worked for us. They couldn't, they tried to pick up uh, and play at our pace and, you know, it's just not their game. Um, I think in the first half, we turned them completely into a jump shooting team um, because they didn't know what they could get offensively because they were so limited off of uh, second chance points and um, points off turnovers. I mean, we had one turnover in the first half. It's Yeah, and you mentioned second chance points. Um, early, maybe about midway through the first half, we had a couple of fast break leak outs, um, and then they had to stop uh, aggressively crashing the boards. Um, and by crashing, I mean shoving Norchad in the back when he was trying to yeah. pull the ball down. But um, I, I know Anthony Walker had a leak out. I believe someone else, I'm spaced on who it was. Like, so... Because Norchad can basically be a one-man one rebounding machine, you have to, and Indiana did this, basically not attack the offensive boards with multiple players because we will fast break off of it. He's an excellent mm-hmm. rebounder and passer. He'll just start the fast break himself. And, yeah. um, and so I think they had to back out of that too because, like you said, they rely a lot on get the ball up in the rim. We're big, strong, and athletic, and we'll go get the we'll go get it then. Like if it doesn't go in yeah. the first time, we'll we'll make it go in eventually. And, and I mean, too, the other thing they were taking so many threes that whenever you shoot a three, it's going to be a longer rebound. You have more of a chance. It's almost like a turnover. You know, you have those opportunities in transition. Um, but I mean, even in the half court, you know, like our offense was pretty efficient for you know how good this Houston defense is. Um, a lot of that is Nigel Pack. You know, he had a great game, uh, seven threes, and I mean, he was shooting them from the freaking parking lot so but we talked about this on whenever we talked tuesday um but you know we were like if if wong and him can play well at the same time we're almost impossible to beat and they both play well yeah because it plays off of each other i mean you look at where they were picking up nigel pack and they're always aggressive on the pick and roll and any like dribble handoff but i thought well first of all we did a really good job off of that we made really fast, quick decisions. We, like I said, only one turnover first half. I think it was five in the second. So not a ton. You know, that's an elite level of taking care of the ball. But um, no, it, if Nigel Pack is hitting from that far and you have to guard him out there, I mean, it opens up everything. Like Isaiah Wong had pretty open driving lanes considering that you're playing Houston. Yeah, and and – and that's that's the pack influence. You have to cover him at essentially half court, or he'll shoot it mm-hmm. and it'll go in. So so that just opens the court up. Um, and then the other thing, they aggressively trapped our screen and roll, and we were unbothered by it. Like you said, only one turno in the first half. And and I think the big thing that you mentioned there was, and move the ball quick off of it. It at worst they're probably thinking this will slow down their offense they'll take them later to get into their sets but we we punish them for playing the way they like to play and that's oh absolutely off, right they, they came in with their their the, they're the one seed they came in to try and impose their style of play on the game and we punish them for playing the way they want to play when they crash the boards we'd fast break off it when they trapped we'd move the ball quickly and score off of it and i think that threw them off because when you've been as successful as they have and this has worked all year and then you're like, we're doing what we do. It's not working. It's actually hurting us. Now what do you do with that? Like you said, they resort to like shooting a bunch of three-pointers, which isn't really their game. And 
Yeah, they got all out of sorts. And they hung around because they actually made – they shot way better from three than they normally do. They, they made a bunch of threes and kind of hung around for a bit. But if you want to get into a three-point shooting contest with Nigel Pack, go ahead. You're, you're not going to win that one. At least yeah. No. And then, I mean, I, I knew it was kind of – when they subbed out Jawan Roberts with like – I think it was like two or three minutes into the second half. I mean, it was them trying to adjust to how we were playing. They – you know, we were kind of, well, we were essentially packing the paint, you know, and that was kind of their adjustment. Um, you know, obviously he's not the greatest shooter. So, um, but I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, like, I feel really confident about this game. Um, the other thing too, that I did want to say is, man, Wooga Poplar, dude, I feel like it's, we've talked about it, but I feel like it's not talked about enough of just how much better he's gotten. He kind of had a little bit of a rough shooting night. He, I mean, maybe it was injury, whatnot. But defensively, I mean, he clamped up Marcus Sasser, um, who's a phenomenal player. And I think he's a fifth-year senior. I can't remember. Maybe just four-year. But Wuga Poplar, man. Have yourself a game. Um yeah, and that's Whoever another he's... thing we actually talked about midweek. Like you said, I think we've been kind of playing up his defensive abilities, and it's not mm-hmm. really talked about very often. No, it's but not. He's a great, he's a great defender. But the other thing we talked about is like he, Norchad, and Jordan Miller—they can have a really good game without scoring, and we saw that yeah. for him. He hit the one three. He struggled, like you said, with the shot. Maybe it's an injury. Maybe it's you know he's not Nigel Pack. He's not going to make it every time he's open. But he does everything else. He plays really good defense, so he can have a great game without the points. And like you said, we saw that he took the challenge. He took Houston's best player, and and he got some because he's he's that good. But you know, it's the second game in a row where you know their best player. We we kind of forced them to work so hard to score. It took the whole team out of the game. Um, and so that that's Wuga Wuga just unbelievable. <laughs> like that last year, we basically got eliminated last year because Kansas was like, we're not going to guard this guy and he's not going to shoot it. And now from that to where he is now, unbelievable. No, it, it says a lot about how much uh, work he put in in the off season. And then too, like, I mean, it's, it's like how he's playing the game. It's like, he's a lot more patient. He lets it come to him. I know that one of the things he had said um, at the start of the season was the game is a lot slower for him now. It's slowed down, but like he had one, it was like a pump fake read the defense and then he like drove to his left and like finished. That's not a play he's making last year at, at all. And, you know, it's just, it's so awesome to see. Um, and he's a big reason why, you know, Miami is still playing. Yeah, no, he, he definitely is. I also thought, I mean, I don't even know if ben, did Bensley even score, but he came in and made a couple of sweet assists. <laughs> I don't know if he, but just like, it's those things where, where, you know, you come in and you do your role and and he's another guy who he's going to come and play really good defense, annoy the hell out of the other point guard and and get us into good sets, good positions. And when he's on the court, we get good shots. And then, like, if he's making his jumper, it's a bonus. Yeah. Um, and But I, I know he made a couple of really great passes in traffic in the first half that, you know, got us layups and dunks. And Anthony Walker's three finally went in. Finally I, went I, was, in. I was gonna say two things i was gonna say bensley man i mean because he picked up uh because he came in for wuga i think or it was when wuga was off the floor he picked up on sasser and he did a really good job as well um he's just such a physical like they oh that's what i was gonna talk about. we can get into the refing 
because it was so ridiculous. He contested, I think it was one of Sasser's or Shed's jump yeah, shots. Yeah, no, it was in the, it was, uh, yeah, he, it was in the second half where any the guy team. airballed it and we rebounded it and we're like headed up the court and they, yeah, um, and then they blew the whistle. <laughs> Just a ridiculous, like, we talked about the refing in terms of like, what are you going to establish as the baseline for the game, right? Like, how, how much, how physical. There was two different standards. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, like, you know, you got to kind of expect that if you're Miami. But, like, to that degree, it was, oh, my God, it was awful. But, yeah, that was just another thing we had to overcome. Really impressed, you know, with how we handled it. Um, but also, too, I, I mean, you mentioned Anthony Walker making that three. I think he did a really good job, man. I was impressed. In the first half, Jordan Miller kind of got into some foul trouble, and he had to play little bit more extended minutes he actually moved without the ball really well got a few dunks because of it and was like you said he leaked out on transition um i mean those points matter it was it was a big reason why we had such a good first half yeah no we did more than survive his minutes he he was a plus contributor and um this yeah i feel like we keep talking about the stuff we said that came to fruition but you know he said if he can just and then of course he made a three so maybe i was completely wrong because it finally went in but if he just hangs around the rims, uses his athleticism, he can be a very effective player for us. And he did that here. And also, I think it did help that um, that that he did get because he tends to have to play center a lot, which is just not his position. That, like you mm-hmm. said, he took Jordan's minutes because Jordan was in foul trouble, and having Omir just occupy the middle and allow him to play off of that, I think, helped a lot as well um for him for him to get into his his groove there but yeah man anthony walker <laughs> the hell <laughs> it was it all came together man it all came together for him i'll dude, i'll take it i will take it all right we got some comments in the chat let's say you have a fan here um that so anthony says hi um, Oh, what's up man good morning um in order to us or two we have to start recruiting for the eh, i don't agree with that i think we're actually a better program than duke right now um Kansas, I'll give you. I mean, they got upset. They had a better, probably regular season than us. Won the championship last year, but we won the conference. Duke is in, <laughs> so I'm not sure what what we're talking about there. And we went farther the tournament. Um, and I and I think we have to continue to do what what we've done, which is we're not going to get you know a bunch of five stars like like the elite of the elite, the one and dones. Um, and actually, when we've done that, we haven't been as good as a program. Um, I, I think it's it's getting those guys with upside that we can develop. Guys like Wuga, like Wuga would would go like any team would take him now in the country, like for sure. But oh, yeah. we had to develop him into that, right? So you get those guys with the upside. Like Norch had, we went and again, any team would take him now. We went and got him from Arkansas State. So we got to do a good job of yeah. that recruiting. But I think one of the big advantages we have um, in recruiting is. Like basketball, in contrast to football, is an urban sport, um, and we're in a city, and a city with great weather. So we've always, and this is going back to like when Leonard Hamilton was here in the Big East days, we've always had success going up to the Northeast into those cities where they play a lot of basketball and pulling kids, um, and guys like Wooga, and and we're going to continue to do that. The only time we had a blip was when the whole Adidas thing happened. So I'm not really worried about the recruiting at all. We. Coach L's great at it. We know exactly the type of kids that fit in. He identifies them, and and <laughs> we move forward. I, I I think it's 
I think that I don't think I think this this train is going to keep going. We're obviously not going to make the elite eight every year, and hopefully, you know, this goes a lot farther this year. I don't think any of us think we're done yet. Um, whereas last year, it kind of felt like Kansas might be a bridge too far. I don't feel that at all this year. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't expect us to like. You know, we're not going to make the elite eight final four every year. No one does that. Um, but you know, I think we're going to be competing at the top of the ACC for many years to come, just because. Again, the only thing that stopped us from doing that was a scandal that we had nothing to do with that we got tarred with. So, so I, I don't. I think this program is really healthy. No, absolutely. And I think the other thing too is like you know, um, there is like kind of a bigger focus on like five stars, like who are your top players. But basketball, unlike football, is so much more about chemistry and fit. Like, this team is so good because they love playing with each other. They make that extra pass. A lot of teams that aren't in this tournament, that's the reason why they're not in this tournament. Because of that, you know, unselfishness. They don't have a guy like, I'm going to always, this is the first guy I'm always going to say, they don't have a guy like Jordan Miller that will do, one of the, the team's best players, that will do all the little things just to make sure that we win. Um I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah, and, and again, Coach L is really good. And I think he learned some lessons. There is a, a few players we brought in that he probably in hindsight was like, that guy doesn't fit our culture. I think he's gotten better at understanding that component as well. Because again, everyone talks about the Nigel Peck NIL money. That obviously was part of, part of I, I mean, he didn't come for free. We can acknowledge that. Yeah. But what a perfect compliment to the rest of the team and attitude-wise too. And I think that's, that's the that is the thing. Coach has done a great job of identifying not just the right skills to to complement the team, but also the the guys that are going to fit the team concept. Because Jordan Miller, Norchad O'Meara, and Nigel Pack are transfers, mm-hmm. right? And it's very easy for those to go off the rails. Except he's he's not just bringing anyone in. Um, he's identifying. All right, we need this skill, but we also need this person. And I think the second part is like you said, why they're still playing. These are. There's great team chemistry, but they're also they're hardworking players. Like the, there's a whole and it's why they can you know gut the game out against Drake. We mentioned you know Indiana and Houston. We imposed our will. Drake actually imposed their game on us, and we won anyway. Um, mm-hmm. That's because of the team character. So there, there's just a lot of good going on right now. It's actually the same thing with the women's program. You know the Cavender sisters are very are very famous on social media and all. They work their ass off. And otherwise, Coach Meyer would not have brought them in. She's not about the circus, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, oh, you brought Miami brought in celebrities. No, they brought in basketball players that are going to work their ass off. They're the first ones in the gym, last ones out. I think it's the same thing with Nigel Pack. Oh, he came in for the money. No, we brought in a guy who's going to fit the team dynamic, who changed his game to fit in with the team. Right? Yeah. He played off the ball at Kansas State, who we might be seeing in Houston, by the way. But he, he played off the ball with Kansas State and was, you know, running off screens and catch and shoot. And now he's the primary ball handler. And it, you know what? He struggled with that a little bit. That transition wasn't easy yeah. for him. And he and he worked through it. That is, you know, these are high character people. And that's what's showing up a lot. No, oh, absolutely. Absolutely agree with you, man. Can I just, I got a stat for you. Wait, hold on. I got to answer oh, this question. Go. Um, so, Coach has been an old coach for a long time now, and he's still connected with the kids. I don't think we really need to worry about that part. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why the kids like. I mean, I think I know why it creates an atmosphere that kids want to play in. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't think we're gonna. 
worry about him connecting if, with the 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 kids because he's already gone. Yeah, <laughs> he's, 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 I mean, he's not going to get much older. <laughs> like to the point that they're like, "Wow, that guy's too old." If it hasn't already happened. Well, and Coach L is one of the guys that's the most open to change in terms of like changing how he plays. Like we weren't playing small ball, you know, last time we were in the in the tournament, you know, before last season as well. Um, so, I mean, he's he just he has the recipe to win. Sometimes the recipe just changes. Right. So, I mean, if there's anyone that I trust with this program moving forward, it's him because he's going to do whatever it takes to win. It doesn't matter how you win, you know, um, yeah, it just I, matters I think, your think, personnel and fit. I think there's a good comparison to the recently forced retired Jim Beheim, um, who, God. who, no, who, who obviously criticized our program. And I'm like, dude, it's 2023 and you're running a two, three zone. You think that might have something to do with it? Because like shooting has become professionalized now where like, there are, I mean, Nigel Pack's obviously the extreme case, but there are people that pull up from the logo and not threes down easily. You cannot yeah. play a two-three zone as a primary no. defense anymore. You can't do it. You think no. that might have something to do with it, buddy? Maybe, maybe, maybe you should, you know, get out I, of like the Stone Age. I hate Jim Beheim. Let me, I, dude, I despise him. He's a horrible person. No, I know, I know. I, uh, uh, I, have, I have. He has a if. if if uh, yeah, the, the person who was criticizing us for um, legally navigating NIL had several wins w- vacated for buying players. Uh, by the way, just just throwing that out there. Not to mention the whole we're not going to get into some of the other uh, abuse scandals around that program, which he which he got away with. Um, so we'll just leave it that that way. But that's I think it's a good example because they're similar generation. Actually, I think we're assistant coaches at Virginia together or something. Is it Virginia? I think they know each other from way yeah. back. They're kind of the same generation, but one of them adapted and the other one didn't, to your point. It, as the game continues to evolve, because it always does, Coachella will evolve with it. He's not one of those, I know the way, you do it my way thing. He's going to fit. Frankly, if we come on with different players that have different skill sets, we'd play differently. Like, he's not going to force a style on anything. So, Yeah. No, absolutely. Um... Anthony, like, uh, we're going to move on in a second, but, like, that's just not accurate at all. We actually run one of the more modern offenses and defenses in, in college basketball. I honestly don't know what, what you're talking about. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I I don't know what you think is archaic, but actually spreading the court uh, pace and space is kind of actually stolen from the NBA, <laughs> which is still not fully, um, you know, infiltrated college basketball, but... Uh, but yeah, kind of spreading the floor, bigs that can shoot, that kind of stuff is actually as modern as it gets. Um, the older basketball is kind of taking, creating open mid range and all of that, which is actually more what Houston does, to be honest. So, um, not not entirely sure why why you think the offense and defense is is archaic. All right, man, let's hear this stat, man. Let's let's move forward, and then we'll talk Texas. Oh yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot I had a stat. So uh, first three games. Um through the tournament our defensive efficiency is 96.7 which if you translate that to if they were able to do that over the course of a season it would be right around like top 35 top 40 uh in defensive efficiency so obviously defense is a large part of why you know we're uh we're advancing and surviving in march um so that's going to be the big thing man going into texas is do we keep this level of uh guarding 
Yeah, and, and you talked about you talked about this before the tournament and how last year, you know, the that when the tournament came around, our defense efficiency went through the roof, and you're like, and you basically predicted it would happen again, and there it is, it, it has happened again. So, so kudos I know. to you on that one. You're like describing <laughs> me as some prophet that just like. <laughs> But I, I mean, it, as long as you keep like identifying how we're gonna win these games, I'm definitely good with with bestowing that 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 title on you. No, but um, no, I mean, yeah, and defense defense has been a huge part of it. Um, I think that there's a lot of contributing factors to that. I think we're playing more aggressive on defense. Like if you look at just the effort of like how we were playing with the regular season versus last three, you know, tournament games. It, you you see it right like we're recru- recovering quicker we're closing out on shooters even if we're trapping you know um you know our team's still getting some open shots yes but i mean i think we're doing a better job of trying to contest them um more active hands um the way that we play or the way that we play um against pick and rolls with how we like hard head jump and stuff has been like phenomenal and I think it's really given a lot of teams trouble because they can't really get into their offense because of it. Um, so, I mean, going forward, that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing. If we keep this level, I mean, I like us against anyone. Yeah. And, and we're doing it against better competition than we played yeah. the regular season. That's, that's the other thing. All right. Let's, let's talk. So Kyle, a couple of comments here. Pierce, Texas traveled big time. They did. I, I was in the arena. Um, so yeah, it is going to be a little bit road gamey. With us in Houston, it was fairly even. A lot of neutrals and a lot of Texas fans that showed up late, so <laughs> wasn't wasn't really. Uh, uh, and then, uh, question I guess is a good transition point. <clears throat> See if uh, if Miller can take advantage. I guess. What are your? I don't know how much time you've had to scout Texas, but Matt, what what are your initial thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of relying on just like games that I watched that were like at the start of the season. And I mean, I watched their game against Xavier last night um, to, so, I mean, the biggest thing for them, um, well, not biggest, but Dylan Disu um, probably isn't going to play. He was in a walking, he was in a boot. So, I mean, if you're in a boot 48 hours before a game, I just Why can't. Why did they put him in? Like he was injured before the game, right? I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, it was two minutes in the game and then he re-injured it or whatnot. Okay. But I mean, he was having a tournament. Yeah. He had had 34 in their last round or uh, he had 34 and 24 in their first two games. Uh, So against Colgate and I think it was Penn state. Penn state. He kind of won them that game because they were, they were, they were on the ropes and he scored like 10 points. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of a big thing because their guards, it's very like, it's almost like feast or famine. They're kind of like high usage, but like you don't know what guards are going to kind of like North Carolina. You just don't know what, you know, guards are going to show up uh, with what efficiency. Um, But with that said, like, you know, Marcus Carr, great point guard. Um, It's just it just comes down to is he going to be able to hit threes or not? Um, Great athlete can get down the court pretty strong. It's really intriguing to me who uh, thinking of like who's going to guard him on our team. I mean, my first guess is probably Wuga. Um, I just don't know. He's a little bit more of a, you know, Marcus Sasser was more of a shot creation, not like completely try to blow by you when Marcus Carr is more of a blow by you. So I don't know, you know, what your thoughts are of who who you think would pick him up. Um, 
It's probably I would, Wuga. I agree. Yeah, with I would. Wuga. I would probably put Wuga on him. And then, I mean, you just look across the board, assuming they don't have like Dylan Tisu, but um, it's a lot of guys that are kind of in that six 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 four range. You know, their wings and stuff. So they are um, a bit smaller. Um, but I mean, I I like the matchup because I think our guards are. Are, are a lot better. I think we win that matchup in, in that regards. Um, I think it's going to come down to, you know, Nigel Pack making threes again. Um, and, I mean, us playing defense. Um, I just I, – I don't I don't know if they have anyone that can guard Isaiah Wong. I really don't. Um, you know, one of the things for their team, they are very deep. They, ha- they play like an eight, nine-man – rotation um so how does the disu injury affect that yeah so i i I think it affects it a bit i think it more so affects how they're trying to play because last night like against xavier they were playing a lot of four guards and then timmy allen who's like a six six he's more of a wing he can't really he doesn't really shoot uh from three kind of more mid-range uh he tries to get after it but um I think it's going to be big because, I mean, they're going to be playing differently from how they've played, you know, this whole season and this tournament, like what's given them success. So, um, I mean, I like us to pick up. I mean, we're used to to uh, having to guard this type of way. And, um, I mean, I really like Miami in this matchup. Um, I think that the biggest thing is are the Texas guards, Tyrese Hunter, who is a familiar face. We yeah. played him last, yeah, <laughs> last to end, end of season again, man. Yeah, uh, last season at Iowa State, it's can Tyrese Hunter and Marcus Carr hit open threes? That's going to be the biggest thing. Um, if they aren't hitting threes, I, I mean, I love us in this game. But Yeah, and it, it in that sense, I think it does have a little bit of a Houston feel to it because they actually hit their threes and we still – uncomfortably because eventually you're just i'll gladly take a three-point shooting contest <laughs> with them um they're gonna have to to beat us other ways i think i i guess my the only thing that really concerns me here is the depth aspect just because yeah because we've we've you know we've been dodging some foul trouble in this turn like nigel pack had four fouls yesterday and i part of that's because we're actually playing defense now but we we are so reliant on a core like we get like we're okay if Bensley's out there Walker and and Beverly can sometimes contribute sometimes not you definitely don't want them in there in like key situations at the end of the game um and so you know we, we had Jordan Miller had four fouls against Indiana like we, we've been we've been just getting away with you know we're so I worry about that because Texas can you know play a lot more guys and and, and if we get into foul trouble I think that's what concerns me because there's a there's a pretty big drop off when we when we yeah. go to even even the players in our rotation. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the other thing too is if if Disu isn't playing, um, Norchad Omir is going to dominate on the offensive glass. They're already not the best in terms of allowing offensive rebounds, but I think we dominate on the glass too, and I think that that's another reason why I like us in this matchup. Um, whenever you can create more second chance points, it's just a huge boost. Yeah. And, and he, Houston, that was their thing getting, like we talked about at the beginning, getting physical and Norchad just, 
Um, I haven't rewatched the whole game yet. I'm going to do that. Oh, it today. was nuts, man. But I, I mean, I was, I was, um, I watched like the, you know, they do the extended highlights that I did catch. And like the commentators are like, what the hell? He's a, more chats a freak basically. <laughs> he is. But then I, I think, I think it's what I talked about this in the middle of the season. Like it got to a point where I'm like, I'm watching us play and I'm like, we've gotten so used to watching our team play. We don't realize how like extraordinary some of these play. Like Norchad will grab a rebound, dribble it up the court, lead the fast break mm-hmm. center. Yeah. <laughs> like the centers don't do that. Like what the, what are we even watching? And like you see Jordan Miller guard a big and then play guard on the other end and like do a hundred different things. Like these are not, these are abnormally talented, gifted players and, and they're making it really hard to match up with because they can do so many things. And well, yeah, Norchad's ability to, to just, not just to be physical and rebound, but to, that sixth sense he had, which we saw from like the first game, where just like he knows where it's like he knows where the ball is going before the shot even goes up, and he's there to grab it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, he just wants it more than anyone else. That's what makes Houston, you know, uh, what they do, like why they're so good. It's because they want it. It's 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 a mental. It's it's nothing more than you know a mental state of just wanting the basketball. You know, obviously you throw in strength, athleticism, and whatnot. But I mean, Norchad's. I, I'll take Norchad over anyone in terms of just wanting to get a rebound. Um, and I mean, some of those putbacks, he, they were like holding his arms and he still just was able to get it up. It was, it was really impressive. I mean, cause yeah, we man. haven't seen, we haven't seen him play against, you know, guys of this caliber in terms of like physicality and strength. And I mean, he, he won the battle. Like it, it was amazing to see. Yeah, and that was like you said, not just hanging on his on his arms, pushing him, fouling the crap out. I mean, I was sitting under in the the first half. I was I'm a, I was at behind that that basket that uh, we were sh- that they were shooting at in the first half, mm-hmm. and there were several times where like we got our hands on rebounds but didn't secure it. They were they were just fouling us. Like I don't know what is what the ref was going on. Everyone around because most of the people around us are like neutral fans. They don't really care, and they're like those are fouls what's going on here i don't know man i don't know i don't know they thought norch had tried to dive out of bounds and throw a one-handed pass you don't think anyone touched him really like i mean i don't even understand some of this but but uh yeah they uh they um they 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 let them get away with a lot of contact and he was almost unbothered by it unbelievable um because actually that was one of the things we talked about as well like are they gonna let houston get physical with us you know, that could be a problem. They did, and they actually yeah. didn't let us get physical with them, which was crap. Houston had more matter. free throw attempts than us. And we're, we're one of the best teams in the country when it comes to not fouling when playing defense. It was uh, like some of the ticky-tack. Like there was a Jordan Miller one at the end of the game where he was guarding Jim. Uh, I think it was guarding Shed, and Shed kind of got by him, and Miller like slightly like grazed his arm or something. And they called a foul, and I was just like, "Okay, come on! Like we're really doing this." Um, There's a few on Bensley. It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, no, there really there was, and, and it was it was compounded by the amount of contact they let them get away with, just pushing us, like shoving people. Even at the end, the game was obviously over at that point when they called that jump ball after they both shoved Zay. <laughs> Yeah, well, they got even. They more... trapped him. They hacked him. They shoved him, and then the ball came loose, and he got on it. They're like, they're like, oh, jump ball. I'm like, 
Hellgate were you even yeah. watching? Like, and it got, it got so much more belligerent and just like, come on, like how much more? So, I mean, towards the end of the game, they started calling some because of how, I mean, they were undercutting us. They were, you know, doing whatever. I mean, they had to. They had to yeah. at some point. Like there was the one they called on Wooga after Norchak got fouled three times, ran through the tackle. Yeah. <laughs> and got to Wooga, who then got knocked over. I'm like what is even happening i will say the one one big thing we shot free throws really well is also um we were yeah. a great free throw shooting team but we hadn't especially like jordan had been struggling with his free throws lately and and he made he i think he, he might have only had the two but he made them norch had made his free throws i think long missed one and pack missed one and that might have been it um but we we shot free throws really well which is obviously key to closing games out like if we'd started missing some of those free throws you know they you start getting nervous. They can get back in the game just making the free throws. Deep pressure, pressure sort yeah. of thing. How crazy is it though that Houston had more free throws than us? They only. I mean, had it one doesn't. More, it, like, you know. You know what? It doesn't. Even though they intentionally fouled at the end for like two and a half minutes, but yeah. um, no, it doesn't surprise me at all. The way the game was refed, like they weren't calling crap on them, and they were calling ticky tack stuff on us. Like you said, it was yeah. completely one sided, but it it didn't matter. Actually, <laughs> going back to the women, they got screwed even worse. I don't know what the hell that was. But they called with like a minute, with like three minutes left in the second half of that game. Because in, in wins basketball, they do quarters. Yeah. Um, so it's 5,000 or the bonus. So in both the third and the fourth quarter, they got in, Villanova got into the bonus like four minutes into the quarter. Oh my God. They called, this is for the total of the second half. They called before like at the end, the very end, they started calling some fouls on them with like two minutes left. But for the first, what, 18 minutes, they'd called three fouls on Villanova total in the second half and they put them in the bonus twice like that almost our team got into foul trouble obviously at that it's just that was even worse but overcame it both of our teams overcame yeah. it although the men were that's really what great bothered. teams do man that's yeah. what great teams do yep yep all right matt we're kind of running up on time here why don't we uh why don't you uh give me uh actually there's one other topic i want to talk before we go to predictions so okay i mean texas is doing all this with an interim coach um mm-hmm. and uh uh, what are your thoughts there? Obviously, Coach L is very experienced. Do you think we have an advantage there because of that? Um, it hasn't. It has not bothered Houston. I mean, Sean Miller is one of the most experienced coaches in the game, and they got out outclassed. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Sean Miller, like after watching that game, and I've seen a few other Xavier games, he kind of coached up that team. Um, you know, because I think that dude, Xavier just couldn't guard Texas. They didn't have the, their guards don't didn't have the speed, um, you know, they weren't. I mean, only I think Kunkel was the only one hitting shots, um, and it's difficult to win when you. I mean, there was I saw at least like three or four just straight blowbys, and I'm like, I'm thinking Sunday, hey, I mean, that's not really gonna be us, like, you know. So you got to take that game with a grain of salt. I think it was a bad matchup for Xavier. Texas is just so much more athletic and faster. Um, and I mean, Xavier's big guy, I can't remember his name, just couldn't really take advantage of the matchup. Um, so this, this there has, yes, uh, Steve Fisher actually won the championship yeah. with Michigan in yeah. 1989, I want to say something about something about that, but yeah, that was right before the uh, so they actually won the championship before the Fab Five, like a few years before that, and that was with him as an interim coach, yeah. Um, no, but I mean, yeah, yeah, no, it's complete <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. 
I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I am taking Coach L over anyone left in the field, 100%. Xavier can't guard a chair. It sure looked like it last night, my friend. It looked like it last night. Yeah, no, that was awful. Um, I'm taking Coach L over anyone else uh, left in the field. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a quick turnaround. So, I mean, they have work to do today. And then I imagine they're doing a walkthrough tomorrow um, before the game. Uh, but if there's anyone that can create a game plan that quick, it's Coach L. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to take us every single time with the personnel we have, coaching staff. Um, I think it's definitely something to monitor, um, you know, them having an interim coach. I mean, they didn't get it this far for no reason. Um, they're obviously a very talented team, but I'm taking coach L's experience, um, through anything. Um, but I mean, man, to me, it's going to come down to, you know, are there guards hitting shots? That's like the biggest thing. Um, us taking care of the ball. Cause whenever we take care of the ball, I feel like it just, you know, elevates how we're playing offensively. Um, you know, are we obviously, I don't think Nigel pack is going to hit seven threes for the rest of the tournament, but are we getting some sort of, you know, I mean, I, wouldn't I mean, maybe, make that I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's the norm. Maybe he's going for eight to next game. Um, but I mean, just being able to, you know, uh, create on our own, like, and, um, you know, if we can have, if we can have some sort of semblance of shooting, I don't think that Wuga has another game shooting from three like that. Um, but the biggest thing, man, I, I think, you know, we second chance points are, are there the opportunities there, Norchad, Jordan Miller, um, and man, I'm gonna take this team over anyone left in the field. Uh, and I like us. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, 78, 74, Miami. Ugh, you're trying to kill me, man. <laughs> That's too close. It's too close. Too close. I, I'm getting custom. I'm getting. I am like freaking out and nervous when we're up like 14 with two minutes left. I can't imagine if it's. That oh, way. you and you have to be because yeah. you never know what can happen with college. Well, basketball. especially we we've seen we have we have seen it out of this team too. Although I feel like the focus is there a lot more, um, and I think one of the reasons we have essentially not even really chipped the lead against Indiana and Houston at the end is we're being a lot more aggressive with with exploiting the trap because I, I think, you know, most of our, our losses this year have frankly been where we've had a lead late in the game. And and I it, a lot of it was hesitation against their trapping and turning it over because of that and or missing free throws. And uh, we've just been, screw this, let's just – Pick pick apart their trap and go dunk the ball. Yeah, it's night and day. Yeah, and I think that's why we're 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 closing these games out so well. Don't don't bother, you know, waiting to get fouled and and don't don't bother like trying to take the air out of the ball if it's open. Just continue to attack and you know if you keep scoring every time you have the ball, you're definitely not going to lose. Um, yeah. So so I think that's a. Um, so I mean, Canes do average eighty a game, so I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. Um, yeah, I, I think in terms of matchups, I don't think this is a bad one. Um, and 
I think Disu being out is a big miss for them. He's generally like he's been a little out out of out of character in this tournament when he's played, and that he's usually not an offensive guy. He's more of a stat sheet, like kind of across the board stuff, or does a lot of their dirty work, rebounding and stuff. And to your point, their be- their best interior uh, defensive player yep, too. Yeah, and so to your point, like this becomes a Norchad game to me. Like I think he's gonna get really physical with them, lean on them, knock on wood stays out of foul trouble and uh worry, and I, 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 I like the i like the canes here um by like 10 i i think this is and and i agree with you i mean we're being a obviously we're a miami show and you know we're gonna we're gonna back our team if it's even in the realm of possibilities that they can win but if you look across the teams left here i i feel really good about our chances to do do something big here um and the other so it's kind of – obviously Houston was the one seed, but after the game and I'm seeing like headlines, Miami upsets Houston, nothing feels like an upset to me uh, when our team is playing. Like I, I believe in this team. And it is – and that's because, you know, our ranking and our seeding is lower because the ACC was not good this year. And, you know, they kind of proved that in the tournament too, but we were good. And I think if you kind of look through the year – um <laughs> And uh, ask people that were like, you know, covering the ACC, like, who's the best team? Everyone would constantly say Miami's the best team. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that didn't, and you end up co-champs and, you know, Virginia got a higher seed and all that. No one actually thought, like, that followed the leagues, like, oh, Virginia's better than Miami. And I think we were underseeded based on our peers in the ACC. But when I look at our team, like, I don't, I don't think we're underdogs to anyone, even though by seed we might be. Um and because I just, I think we're really, really good, mm-hmm. and and we can play a lot of different ways. And we can beat you in a lot of different ways. I mean, if you look at the way we beat Drake versus the way we beat Indiana versus the way we beat Houston, <laughs> complete three completely different games. Because Indiana was all like, "We got to stop their post player, right? We got to take him out of the game. We able to win that game easily. He he got his, but you know he had to work for it, and it kind of took their whole offense out of the game." Same thing yesterday, except it was Sasser, right? You got to keep this guy out of the paint. He's going to – the whole offense flows through him. We're able to guard him too. It's just – to me, that versatility, that's why we're able to advance. Because to your point, so much is matchups. But we don't really have a bad matchup because um, we can play so many different ways. So, yeah, I am, I'm confident in this team. And, and I think last year they got this far. So they're not going to be overwhelmed by the moment. And you know what? To them, if they don't win this game, it's a disappointing season, right? Because they already they did this last year. They need to take that next step. So I think we're going to be locked in and focused as well. Texas hasn't been this far in, since two thousand eight. So it's wow. it is it is it's going to be a big moment for them more so than us. Yeah, and no, we, it's it's true. I think I think the other thing too that I didn't mention yet is the switchability on our end on defense because you know we have norchad who for the position he plays i mean he's six seven so he's not the size of a center but he's you know definitely built like a big man um his mobility is going to be a huge thing in this game and same you know with jordan miller you referenced it earlier being able to guard you know multiple positions and really i mean anyone on our team like i trust anyone you know, if if there's a switch to know position wise where to be at, um, so I mean that's just another another reason why I like Miami in this matchup. Yeah, and and uh, you, 
they I, they probably do have confidence I, coming out of yesterday, but I don't know that that's a good thing because they're generally not like look. Nigel Pack has green light to shoot because he's Nigel Pack. They're generally not the team that that like like Marcus Carr is generally not a guy who chunks up a bunch of threes and makes them. So like if they want to make that their game, that might be to our benefit because um, that's not that's not his game. He's get to the rack. Um, so you know they can. <clears throat> Yeah, but Norwich has like the best rebounder in college basketball. So <laughs> height is not everything. Yes, I will definitely shout out Lolo Pendande. <laughs> we can do that too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think one thing we've been doing is team rebounding as well. So everyone's kind of getting yeah. on the boards. Um, and Norchad occupies. It takes multiple guys to occupy Norchad to prevent him from getting the rebound. So having the guards dig in and, and grab boards on the weak side and off the ball has been a big thing as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm confident we won't get killed on the boards. Or anything, so. Yeah, me as well. Yeah, I think the way we lose this game is, again, we get foul trouble. Um, they make a bunch of three. They shoot abnormally well again, and, you know, that that is a recipe to lose. But I think if yeah. it's played, if we both play our game, especially without Dessou in there, um, I think we'll win. All right, Matt. Well, uh, thanks for uh, I know. So, Matt, for those of you that don't know, Matt is on the West Coast, so this is this is bright and early for him. I'm in Kansas City right now, so it's a little bit earlier for me than all you East Coasters. But Matt, Matt answered the bell literally, like the rooster <laughs> woke him up, and and he he joined us this morning. So, uh, yeah. thanks for joining me. We we will definitely uh, talk midweek. Um, hopefully, previewing a Final Four and not you know talking about what went wrong against Texas, but but we'll definitely. Um, We'll definitely be catching up in the middle of the week, too. Yeah, man. I'm ready for it. Go Canes. Yep. Go Canes. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rings Kane Show. You know. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.